Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Today's topic is spirit, soul, body. So we're going to talk about how we are three-part beings. I feel like I often hear this as body, soul, and spirit, but I like to order it spirit, soul, and body, and we'll get into the reason for that a bit later. So just to start a foundation, we are in a body, almost like a shell. We have a soul, which includes your mind, will, and emotions, and we are a spirit. So let's talk about our body first. In our culture, we put a lot of emphasis on our bodies. We work out, we eat right, our soul. So sometimes like our emotions, we cater to our emotions. Like I feel this way or I feel that way. So I'm going to eat a bunch of ice cream and binge on Hallmark. JK, I have never done that. Back to the soul. Our minds, we spend a lot of time learning, educating ourselves, strengthening our minds, right? And then our spirit, we often don't take the time needed to build up our spirits when that is the part of us that is eternal. That's the part that lives on after our body dies. So John 4, 23 and 24 says, But the hour is coming, and now is when true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. So, God is spirit. We are made in his image. We are spirit. Matthew 5.47 says, But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So, you're thinking, how could I be perfect? I'm so far from that. I screw up all the time, right? Or think about this, when we get saved, we make a decision to follow Christ, maybe at a conference or there's a guest speaker and everyone's excited and you hear the gospel and you receive salvation. You know, they talk about how following Jesus is like the best decision ever and it really is. So you say yes at the altar, you go down, you get prayed for and it's amazing, right? And then what happens at that point, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, The old has gone and the new is here. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Okay, so let's go back to that conference thing. You you have this amazing experience. You wake up the next day and you still feel like the same person. You live in the same house. You have the same spouse, the same wild kids, you know, the same bad habits. So what happened to that new creation? So here... What is happening is, and it's so important that we um, have discipleship in our life. We'll talk a little bit about what that looks like. But when people get saved or born again, their spirit is made perfect. The brand new creation, that word in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that new creation, it means something that has never been before. Totally unique, right? So that perfect part of you, that's your spirit. So on those really bad days where you feel like you've screwed up a lot, Remember that part of you, the eternal part, is perfect. So after we get saved, we do need to be discipled. Um, We need to be a disciple of Jesus. And then there's a process that happens. 1 John 1.17 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we even in this world. That is saying as he is. That's talking about Jesus. So as Jesus is, so are we, even in this world. 
So this is saying that we can be as Jesus is. That's amazing. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. God's spirit is perfect, right? We wouldn't contest that. You are united with him. That's that part of you that is perfect. That said, while your spirit becomes perfect, your soul, we talked about that being your mind, your will, and your emotions, have not been made new. Nor has your body, for that matter, right? Um, so what's next? Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is key. We need to begin that process of letting God in and allowing his word to transform us by the renewing of our mind. So your thoughts need to get aligned with what God thinks of you. Then when your thoughts are corrected, that will help you make right decisions. So that's your will. That's what we're talking about right there, your will and your choices. Another byproduct of this is developing the ability to have healthy emotions or emotional intelligence. So get your mind renewed. Again, this is a process of connecting with God, being discipled, Yes, taking that time um, to get into his word. You can do that, you know, through reading. You can do that through podcasts, however it looks. But there really are no shortcuts to that. You need to take the time with him. There's lots of resources to connect with God, but it's a journey. So getting your mind renewed allows you to make right choices and manage your emotions. Let's talk specifically more about your soul for a minute. So while your spirit is perfect, your soul still needs some work. It really needs continual work throughout your life. So we have all had experiences that have been hurtful. They've caused pain and our soul takes the hit on that. You know, thinking, our thinking can get out of whack, which leads to emotional issues and those wrong choices in your will. So we need to be actively seeking healing for our soul. Chris Valentin from Bethel teaches that you are not how you feel. That's so simple, but it's true. So you might feel sad or depressed, but it's not who you are. You are not who you feel. You are a spirit. That's actually who you are. And that spirit has been redeemed and perfected. So activations, I talk about that quite a bit, but that's where you actually, you know, take some time to connect with God. You activate what you're learning about. They help us connect with God and he can reveal lies through those, the lies that we believe, and he can replace those with truth. That's healing to your soul. Third John verse one, or I'm sorry, chapter one, verse two, in that John says, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may prosper and enjoy good health as your soul also prospers. In that verse, we're talking about the body enjoying good health. So Jesus went around healing people. He never went around making people sick, right? I know sometimes people say, Oh, God made me sick for this reason or that reason. Jesus didn't do that. God doesn't do that. He doesn't make people sick. He wants your body to be healthy. It says that in that verse. He doesn't bring sickness or disease or cause injuries. There are no sicknesses or injuries in heaven, and he doesn't want them here. So obviously we live in a fallen world, you know, because of that and free will. We suffer different things that happen, but we're here to agree with God for health. Often, if we can get our soul healthy and healed of emotional issues and trauma, our bodies are instantly healed. Not always, but often that's the case. 
So I just a story about praying for, this has happened many times, but this one seems to stick out with me. And I remember praying for a lady. I was on a prayer team and she had come down and she had shoulder problems. No, talked with her for just a second and got some information and then um, began to pray. As we're praying, I just heard, you know, it's forgiveness. So I just stopped for a moment and I said, hey, is there someone that you need to forgive? And she said, yeah, she knew who she needed to forgive. She said, I need to forgive my mom. So she just briefly said, you know, told me what happened and why and why she needed to forgive. And I said, can you forgive her? She said, yeah, I, I can do that. And so we walked through a prayer of forgiveness, just releasing that, giving that to God, receiving um, or receiving from him. And after that, we stopped and I had said, check your shoulder. How's it doing? So she moved it. And she actually was able to move it up. And she said, I can't believe this. She said, I just in the parking lot, you know, I could only lift it about maybe three or four inches away from her body. But at this point, she moved it all the way up above her head. She was able to have full mobility. She was completely healed, full flexibility in that shoulder. What had happened was she received healing in her soul and her body followed. Just a reminder, you know, as you go through things in your life, well, praise the Lord for that. We can't just go on and ignore that stuff. We always need to, you know, be excited about that. If you're praying for someone and they receive healing or, you know, celebrate that. If they receive partial healing, celebrate that. Speak into that. Speak increase into that healing. I think often we just skip over those things, but they're amazing. And that's that's what we're here for. So anyway, just as a reminder, as you go through life and, and you know you have issues with your body, that you're going to have something happen to your body at some point in time. You know, it's important to take care of your body. But if you do have issues or you get that diagnosis that you, you nobody wants, you know, just think. It's not the end of the world because it's not who you are. You are a spirit. So you're in the body. We take care of it. But you are a spirit, okay? Galatians 6, 8 says, For the one who sows to his own flesh which is the natural realm, will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Okay, so we're talking about planting and sowing here, right? So if you plant or sow corn in the field, you're going to get or reap corn at, you know, after the harvest, right? So you will reap tomorrow what you sow today. So sow into and out of that perfect Spirit. Put time into strengthening your spirit and then live out of that strong spirit. That said, throughout your life, you want to have your spirit reign or be in charge or to lead. Romans 8.14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So in other words, live out of that spirit that is one with God. So here's an illustration just to kind of get, just kind of an everyday idea of what this would look like. So let's say it's lunchtime and you're at Panera or Chipotle or whatever your favorite, you know, restaurant is and you're waiting in line and there's a long line and you're waiting, you're almost to the front. And so you hear God speak to you and he says, hey, I want you to strike up a conversation with that woman behind you. And if you don't think you hear from God, there's another podcast that I have that talks about hearing from God. So get that one and then you'll start hearing. So he says, hey, talk to that woman behind you. You know, she feels very alone. She has no friends. I want that person. I want her to know how much I love her, and I want you to show her by talking to her. So here's what kind of happens. Your body starts to speak to you, too, and it's saying, I'm hungry. If you stop and talk to this woman, I'm going to collapse right here in line and die from starvation. Right? Your body's like, I'm so tired. I need food. 
Okay, your mind might be saying, no way, you're going to hold up the line and everyone here is in a hurry. They're trying to get back to work or whatever. So don't do it. You'll look like a dork. Sometimes your mind says things like that, right? Or sometimes Satan begins to whisper, no, don't talk to them. Again, hearing, figuring out who you're hearing from. So your spirit, on the other hand, is feeling it. Your spirit is actually bearing witness or jiving with Holy Spirit. So your spirit's saying, yes, let's talk to this woman. We could encourage her. This could make her day. Maybe we could get a word for, for her from the Lord. Let your spirit reign. You need to let your spirit reign. You need to let your spirit lead you. And let your spirit train your soul. So again, Romans 12, 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in the lunch line case, you let your spirit tell your soul or your mind what to do. Let your spirit be in charge of your body also. Listen to your body. If your body is exhausted, you know, take a nap. But if your body's saying, hey, let's just sit on the couch and, and watch TV when it's time to read your Bible or worship, that's not the right thing. So you need to let your spirit reign. Finally, we need to feed our spirit. If we want to have a strong spirit, we need to feed our spirit. So just some examples of what that looks like. Worship, obviously. Take time with the Lord every day. Pray in the spirit and tongues. 1 Corinthians 4.14 says, The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, or other versions say edify himself. That is key. You need to get that. You need to be able to pray in the Spirit and pray in tongues. That's important. You could get prayed for or prophesied over to build up your spirit. Read the Word. That's obviously a basic. For some, it may be walking through the woods or painting or fishing. Let the Lord use your sanctified imagination the organ of your spirit that God uses to show you things. Let him use that to show you things about you, about how he created you and who he created you to be. What's going to feed your spirit? He'll show you things about others. Practice hearing from God. This builds up your spirit, man. So we're going to activate this right now, and we're just going to take a moment. If you can, close your eyes. Just be open to what Holy Spirit would show you, maybe a picture, maybe a feeling, strong feeling. You might sense something. You might have a thought. Um, just be open to what he might show you. I'm going to say the question twice, and we'll just take a quick moment to receive from him. Holy Spirit, how can I feed my spirit? Holy Spirit, how can I feed my spirit? So if you need to stay in that activation, go ahead, pause the podcast, come back to it. But in closing, I just want to say, don't think like the world. Let your spirit, which is one with Holy Spirit, lead you and renew your mind, your thinking, which allows you to have emotional intelligence, self-control in your emotions, and make right decisions and choices with your will. So those old thoughts need to go. The new God thoughts need to come in. So we need to think like God. If you think like who you are, then you will act like who you are. Then you will be prosperous in your spirit, soul, and body. Thanks for listening. Join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed.